As just a point of review, if you remember that we started several years ago in the book of Luke, and we talked about that Luke Acts was actually written as one book. And so we took a little pause in between the, um, after we finished Luke, we took a little pause, but I want to go back and review, and there's an insert in your worship folder. And the first couple of paragraphs, maybe you will recognize from reading, uh, that was probably about maybe three years ago, that Pastor Dave wrote up a little summary of some points from Luke. And um, what did Jesus do? He revealed the way to the Father, that it would be through turning to God for help, and actually Jesus was going to be the way. He called people to preach, um, and he modeled and lived out life in the kingdom right in front of people. He um, overcame the enemy. Remember, any enemy that was coming against humanity, he showed the authority and power to overcome. And Jesus prepared his disciples for the journey of salvation. Jesus, what did he want his people to do? He called sinners to repent, disciples to take up their cross, and so forth and so on. And he was busy living out and modeling what life in the kingdom would be like. And then at the end of Luke and before Acts, he gave these directions. For this transition time, he said, Preach repentance for the forgiveness of sins to all the nations. That was from Luke 24. And then he said, But wait until you receive what's been promised from the Father. Wait until you're clothed with power from on high. And so that was the end of Luke. And then as we begin in Acts, and you'll remember that we preach through Pentecost, the Ascension and Pentecost, and we're going to pick back up today looking at Acts 2 and the community of believers after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Um, As we begin this series in Acts, What we're going to do is we're going to kind of, it's an arbitrary lens, but we're going to look first at life in the kingdom. What does life look like in the kingdom of God? Then come Ascension Day and Pentecost, we're going to go back to Acts 1 and 2 and do a review and look at why is that so important that there was this outpouring, this clothing with power from on high, and then we're going to pick back up where we left off in Acts. So we're going to go for a while in Acts. We're going to go back to Um, Ascension Day and Pentecost, and then we're going to go back to Acts and look through the lens of um, mission in the kingdom of God. All right? So today we begin at Acts 2, um, 42 to 47 is going to be our passage of scripture. And so if you'll turn to that with me, Acts 2, 42 to 47. 1693 if you're using your blue Bible in the um, chair. All right. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. And I'm going to pray, Lord, would you 
empower me to preach, and would you empower us all to hear your word. Lord, would you encourage and strengthen and um, return the joy of our salvation. Lord, give us a picture through this passage of scripture of what it looks like to be a kingdom community. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody asked me recently, Pastor Gina, do you have any, um, any New Year's resolutions? Do you have any goals? And it just came right out of my mouth to survive. Hmm. I actually had to go back with the Lord about that one because it's like, well, that isn't a very lofty goal. <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes those things just pop out and you, you realize life is hard. There's some stuff going on, and it seems like that just survival um, is, is a goal. Yeah, I'm seeing a few heads shaking. Um, well, I spent some time, and I believe actually my goal is faithfulness <laughs> um, for this year. But um, it's okay, to be honest. The Lord knows that sometimes life is hard. And it was hard for the disciples, these early disciples. They were facing incredible, incredible pressure from the Roman Empire, from the Pharisees and Sadducees, and they had just killed Jesus. And then, you know, they had this story of the good news of the gospel, and they're in a context where um, it wasn't appreciated. And they have this mandate to go and um, preach the good news. And so they've got this, this goal that actually was given to them to go and do this, and they want to follow the Lord's instruction. But I wonder how, if they wonder, maybe they felt a little bit. I don't want to impose my current situation on the text. But, you know, I wonder how much maybe some of them thought just survival would be a good goal. But, you know, sometimes when you've got a mission, you've got something that you need to do. Like in New Year's, many of us feel like there's some things that maybe, okay, this year I'm going to get in shape. Or I'm just going to exercise a little more. Or I'm going to give up smoking, right? Like I heard that today was a resolution for somebody, a goal. And so um, it makes a difference whether it's a have to or a want to. And so um, when sometimes when the goal seems kind of impossible or daunting and it's hard to sustain momentum, um, what's helpful? And um, I wanted to share a little bit about Leslie Sorensen. I don't know if any of you have ever seen her um, exercise videos, but she's got this one about the happy mile, the happy mile. And anyway, and I love these videos, and I'm going to demonstrate this a little bit because she's just, she is so cheerful. She's like, good morning. I'm so glad you joined us. It's a great day to exercise. And anyway, and then she says, and we just are going to have these simple steps, so just let's walk. Let's just walk. All right, we're walking. Great, you're walking. And anyway, and then she says, we've just got these simple steps. We're just going to kick. We're going to kick. So kick, 
Okay, always go back to walking, 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 walking. Then there's sidestep. Just, you know, don't worry. If I'm going right and you're going left, don't worry about it. It's just fun. Just move because uh, we're going to get a happy heart. So just go back to walking. And now we're going to go one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And we're going to just do this now. Just any time, at any time. If you want to just go back to walking, just go back to walking. And anyway, and then I look at the video, and there's these guys, and there's these women. There's old people. There's younger people. There's people of all different colors and shapes. And anyway, and they're smiling, and she goes, isn't it good we can all be together? And I think, yeah, this is great. Um, I like this. This makes me happy. You know, partly because there's a great leader that's cheering them on. And then there's just these simple steps. It's not, it's very, very basic. This is not like one of your step aerobic classes or anything like that. This is very, very basic. And then there's just this community. And I feel like I kind of, like, I see different ones that I recognize. And she's got many videos online so there's a happy one minute one mile happy two mile like there's a bunch of different ones all right but you get the point that sometimes just having a leader that um, loves and is energetic they're passionate about this cause and then a couple of simple steps and some people to do it together and it's like oh that makes a difference well for the church in the early church They had a leader, and he was the Holy Spirit. But I just imagine that that goal of, like, taking and preaching the gospel to the ends of the earth, it probably was that after that one day of Pentecost, you know, it's just like one day at the gym or one day of doing my happy mile. Now there's day two, and there's day three, and there's day four. And how are we going to do that? How is the Lord going to do that, and how are we going to do this together? And I wonder if the church kind of felt like this was somewhat daunting to think about. All right, after Pentecost, like think they not only do they need to know how are they going to move forward with the Lord in bringing this good news of the gospel, but they just got 3,000 people added. So they've got some things to figure out as well. And so what we see is this kingdom community. And it's described here as the fellowship of the believers. Some of you have that little title in your Bible. Some people talk about the ideal community. This is a little picture of heaven on earth kind of idea. Well, it's being led by God who is the Holy Spirit. So it's better than Leslie Sorensen by far. I mean, I just, I just do you get the picture that God is joyful? that God loves, he delights in. And so think about that, that they gather together with the Holy Spirit who was poured out, and so God is with them. He had promised to send the Holy Spirit, and he was the one who was going to lead them. And he took them on a few basic steps. And so when we look at this, we're going to look at this text, and the basic steps that I see in here are worship, Prayer, care, and equipping. And so I want to just go, you know, okay, so there's the step and side and side and kick and forward and backwards. There's worship and there's prayer and there's care and there's equipping. All right, and so let's look at worship. Verse 42 and 46 from the New Living Translation. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching 
and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. All right, so they were meeting together in worship. And some people say, oh, well, this means that we must meet in a large place. So the temple must represent we must meet in a large building, and then we also meet in a small building. And they start to say, this becomes a prescription for us. Well, actually, what this is is a description of what the Holy Spirit was leading them to do. And there were reasons why the Lord was leading them to worship together at the temple, a place that was about 35 acres. When we think about going to the temple, maybe we think about going to Gold Avenue Church, or we think about going to a big, great big building. But actually, this was a big open space with buildings, and it was the place where actually they could go and they could teach in the courtyards. It was very, very normal to have teachers and people gathering and discussing things and learning things in the temple. It was an evangelistic opportunity for the church, actually. They were teaching about Jesus in the temple courts so that others could hear. All right? So it wasn't a prescription like we just need to go to a temple and worship because that will be the place that's important for us to worship. No, you need to go wherever the Holy Spirit tells you to worship the Lord because there's strategic reasons why he might send you to a certain place. Maybe it's to a storefront. Maybe it's to a campus. Maybe it's to a street corner. Right? All right. So worship, worshiping the Lord, focusing on him, and then prayer. They devoted themselves to prayer. Those could be the hours of the day when they would have the, the public prayers in the temple. Also spontaneous prayer. They were praying. They were having conversation with the Lord. Another basic step was care. They were caring for each other. Verses 44 and 45 in the New Living Translation says it this way. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. Now that's looking at the care that they give where there's a physical, a monetary need. Well, they cared across many different um, strata. Hmm, that's not the right word. Um, they were from they were diverse backgrounds, all right? So they were rich and they were poor. They were old and they were young. There were those that had um, families that were believers, and there were some that probably had to make a separation from family because of their beliefs. Maybe they had been rejected. And so all of a sudden, in this kingdom community, there's these diverse friendships that develop. And they're meeting in their homes, and hospitality was a really high value. It's a high value in our community, but it seems to be that Um, The hospitality tends to be around families or very close friends, but hospitality about broad um, groupings of people, sometimes not so much in our neighborhood. But the hospitality was a very, very high value. And if you invited somebody into your home, and particularly to have a meal, if you were caring for them that way, you were saying, we are like this. We're tight. We are loyal. What's mine is yours. What yours is mine. There was this kind of mentality. And then, as needs arose, gifts would be given. And so, 
this took me, I don't know about you, but this took me some time to think about this week. I got to thinking about what it meant that they had everything they they, um, shared in common and would even sell off possessions, land, if there was somebody that had a need. And I thought, well, now, I got kind of stuck on that for a while. You know, communism, socialism, capitalism. I was thinking about different ideologies and how we approach possessions. And what I want to say is that in the kingdom of God, when we come into the kingdom, we give the Lord not just our lives, but every possession because we recognize that actually it's his and he gave it to us in the first place. And so we renounce not only our lives, but also our possessions. And we say, everything I have is yours. And I trust that anything that I have that I need to give away, you will replace you or you will give somebody else something if I have a need. And so it takes humility and it takes faith and trust on both parts, whether you're the one who needs or the one who is going to have the opportunity to give. And that's the kind of care that we're seeing, this loving devotion to each other. We really, really care about one another and everything, every need that you might have. And it takes an act of faith that God will provide says that there were signs and wonders that were happening and everybody was in awe. And I think what a sign it is if we are generous and we give. And if we're giving out of an attitude that Jesus gave his life for me and that if I give anything, Ron, if I give you, this paper doesn't have, well, Yeah, it's got some value. There's some really good stuff written on here. But if I give that to you, I'm giving you something of value. And I just say, this is a sign, a little sign, that Jesus gave the ultimate valuable gift. And he wants to give it to you too. If we think about everything that we give as an act of worship and gratitude to the Lord, that this is a sign. That can make me, I don't know about you, but that can make me excited about parting with things. If I can think, this is a sign. This is just a little representation of the generosity and the goodness of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. He's the ultimate gift giver. All right, so we talked about these basic steps, right? Right? There's walking and there's side to side. There's kicks and there's back and forth. There's worship, and there's prayer, and there's care, and there's equipping. Verse 42 and 43 in the Amplified said, They were continually and faithfully devoting themselves to the instruction of the apostles. A sense of awe was felt by everyone, and many wonders and signs attesting miracles were taking place through the apostles. Now again, I want to say, this is not a to-do This is not a to-do. This is being in a relationship. Everyone at worship is being in a relationship and remembering who we're in relationship with. Prayer, we're in a relationship. We're having a conversation. When we're caring for others, we're recognizing the image of God in one another. And so it's, it's a relationship with the Lord loving him and loving others. And then when we get to this equipping, 
just think what they were talking about. They were devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching. Well, what was the apostles' teaching? If we just go back just briefly in Acts um, 2 earlier, we're remembering that they were talking about, um, what was it, Psalm 16? Psalm 110, they were talking about the forgiveness of sins and the joy that comes from that. And they're talking about a reigning king who's putting all of his enemies under his feet. And so what were they devoting themselves to? They were remembering the goodness of Jesus Christ. They were remembering the good news of the gospel, that there's a reigning king and that all of creation is going to be put back in order as we come under his authority They were devoting themselves to knowing and being reminded of the goodness of God. There was this equipping. I believe that the apostles, just like Jesus, how did he equip his disciples? He modeled in front of them. He healed the sick. He drove out demons. He caused food to divide and multiply. Like he did these miraculous kingdom ability things and then... The disciples were watching and learning. Well, now what's happening? Now the apostles are doing this, and I believe that all the followers are learning and watching. What does it look like to have kingdom enablements, to have kingdom power? Now the things they saw were things, like I just said, that Jesus modeled. And so the, the um, worship, remember when Jesus was little? And he disappeared, and all of a sudden they're like, where's Jesus, where's Jesus? Oh, well, I had to be about my father's business. He was back in the temple. Jesus was a man of prayer, right? He had the prayers that all the people prayed on the certain hours, but he also would go away and pray, or he'd invite several others to pray with him. He was a person who was in conversation with his father regularly, Jesus was one who was caring for people. And so they had been out there and there had been no food. And they said, what are we going to feed them? Should we send them away? No. Who's got something to share? Oh, you've got something to share? You've got some loaves and some fishes? Well, thank you very much. And now here, let's give thanks and let's divide it. And look, oh, and there's even leftovers. Jesus was living this out in front of them, the kingdom life. And then Jesus was equipping. Remember the Sermon on the Mount and how he was training and teaching and equipping? All the time equipping. Helping. What does equipping mean? Helping us to know our God and his ways and how to live according to his kingdom, how to represent him on earth, how to have dominion, which he restored to us. Yes. Sustained and led by God the Holy Spirit. That was the leader. It wasn't Leslie Sorensen. God, the Holy Spirit, had been poured out, and he was the one who was leading that early community. And what was it marked by? Some things that it was marked by, really noticeable. Unity. They. They all together. Remember, like, if you just look through this, they, 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 all together, they were all in amazement. They all, they shared everything in common. Like, there was such unity. That's one of the works of the Holy Spirit is bringing koinonia, that deep, deep fellowship. There was joy. They gave with glad and sincere hearts. Glad and sincere hearts. There was great, great joy. They experienced the blessing of God's favor, and the Lord was adding to their number daily 
those who were being saved. There was the 3,000 and then daily. Their, just who they were embodying the kingdom was so attractive that people were like, I want to know. I want to be a part of that. So when we look at resolutions for this new season, we've just become established as a church, right? What if our goal seems impossible? I don't know about you, but when you listen to this, that we exist to see the love of God change our hearts, our neighborhood, and the world, that's a pretty big goal. That's a pretty big vision. It's a worldwide vision. And sometimes it might seem hard to sustain. I mean, sometimes when we look around, we go, well, there's missing people, and there's empty chairs, and What, you know, like we might get a little nervous about that. I don't know. Do you ever feel a little nervous? Or maybe you're just preoccupied with some of the difficulties in your life. Just like I think some of them in this early church were probably preoccupied with some of the difficulties in their life. They had financial difficulties, right? Some of them were so distraught they needed somebody else to help give and so forth. There were things that were on their minds. There's things that are on our minds, too. And so what would the Lord say to us today? I believe he would remind us that the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, is the one who has sustained Gold Avenue Church and continues, I believe, to lead Gold Avenue Church to fulfill our vision. I believe he's saying relax. He's, in, he's on the throne. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe he would say to us, just, let's just remember our basic steps. When you're not sure which way to go, let's go back to worship. Let's just remember who's on the throne. Let's just remember what Jesus has done for us on the cross. Let's worship him. Let's pray. We saw that this week. Some of you didn't even want to come out because it was cold and snowy and the roads had been bad. And yet we came to to pray. When was that? Thursday night? Thursday night? And afterwards, it was like, oh, that was fun. Oh, that was good. It was so good to be together with other believers and to be in prayer. Because what are we doing? Um, I was watching this other preacher this week. Her name's Beth Jones, and she's down in Kalamazoo. Um, And anyway, she was on TV, and she was like, oh, I just have a prayer conversation. Just have a prayer conversation. And I'm thinking, what word is she using? She has prayer and conversation, and she's... You know, but isn't that what we're doing? We're just having a prayer conversation. We're just having a conversation with the Lord, talking to him about his goodness, praising him for the good things, asking him for what we need, and we remember that he's right here with us, and he loves us. We go to caring, and I just want to say that it is beautiful. I have the privilege as one of the pastors here to sit in and and watch and listen to some of your hearts. When I hear about your concern for people, when I hear about how you love each other, how you're going out of your way to share, to serve, when I see tears in people's eyes because they're crying for somebody else's situation because they love, and when that person's hurting, they're hurting too, and when they're joyful, the others are joyful, then they're joyful, oh, I see the Holy Spirit just stirring up care. I hear the Holy Spirit working in you so that you're saying, you know, we're longing for deeper relationships. We're longing for even a greater sense of community. The Holy Spirit's in charge. He's working. He's creating that desire 
Because our flesh would say isolate and, you know, get preoccupied with things. And yet the Holy Spirit's at work in Gold Avenue Church. He's at work in your hearts. And I believe he's going to guide us in this year and in these coming years. And he's going to help us to be equipped to learn, to learn more about who this good God is. And so I would say we're in good hands, folks, because as long as we're praying, Holy Spirit, lead us, lead us into um, exalting Jesus and making him known, lead us into the Father's will, he's going to do that. When we're saying, build your kingdom here, we're saying, let your kingdom come. Let your character, your goodness, your love, your joy fill us and make us represent you to one another, to our neighborhood, and to the world. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much that you designed us to be in relationship with you. What a gift it is and what a gift that you've given your Holy Spirit. And Lord, I pray, build your kingdom here. Build it in our hearts Build it in our community, in our neighborhood, and make your name known to the world, even as we prayed earlier. In Jesus' name, amen.